Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Brendan Escott with you today. Bob Stoffer flying, actually airborne right now with the Oilers as they head out to Montreal, kicking off a three-game Eastern road swing tomorrow night against the Canadians. A 5 o'clock puck drop on 6.30, Ched, 3.30 for your City Ford face-off show. Again, it is Chorus Radiothon today in support of the Stollery Children's Hospital. Keep those donations coming. Uh, text Stollery to 4567 eight you can make a one-time donation there uh, or maybe you want to become part of the, the monthly donor list uh, even a monthly donation of 10 or 15 dollars to the stollery can make a world of difference in terms of the programs they're able to bring in for the kids whether it be pet therapy or music therapy uh, renovations they're trying to do to the common area the fun area down at the stollery so every dollar counts if you're able to do so on a more regular basis that's really what they're trying to accomplish this year in particular so stollery radiothon dot com seven eight oh four zero seven kids that's uh four zero seven five four three seven our operators standing by right now or again text stollery to four five six seven eight the news of the day in Edmonton, the news of, well, it's been the news of the week, and then it became official yesterday, and it's taken over the airwaves so much that I haven't even really had a chance to recap the third win in a row for your Edmonton Oilers, came on home ice last night, but that's not what we want to hear about. We're going to bring aboard our headliner today, Elliot Friedman, headliners brought to you by uh, Wilhawk Beef Jerky, might just be the best you've ever t- tasted. Search for W-I-L-H-A-U-K today, Elliot Friedman joins us every Friday, uh, brought to you by Mid-City Construction Management. They provide you with the highest quality and most effective solutions in the safest way possible. Visit mid-city.ca. Well, Elliot, I appreciate you taking some time to join us, as you often do. You were hey, you were part of the negotiations, right? You were on the conference call as this whole <laughs> cane deal was coming together. So uh, maybe take us at least as far inside as you can as to, uh, you know, what, um, what was getting hammered away at. You know, the NHL investigation concludes yesterday. Uh, with mm-hmm. no more discipline for him. And, and the Oilers get the guy that I think that they really wanted as soon as his services became available. What can you tell us about the whole thing? Well, just to take you back, it was a couple Saturdays ago when Kane was put on um, when, when Kane was put on waivers. He had to go through the process for 24 hours uh, until he cleared the next day on the Sunday. And I think the Oilers were one of the first teams that reached out. You know, what is... What is going to happen here? Where are we going? Um, you know, what's he thinking? That kind of thing. I, I think the Oilers were pretty aggressive from the beginning. And, um, you know, I, I think if, if you look at it this year, and I haven't checked the numbers this week, but the last time I checked, Brandon, um, Edmonton this year at five on five with McDavid and Dreisaitl on the ice, the last I checked was I think a week or two ago, and they were plus two. And, you know, you're hoping you're going to be a lot more dominant when those two are out there. And I think they just felt they weren't getting enough scoring. 
And, you know, they, they, I mean, we can all talk about the issues in goal. We can all talk about how you feel about their blue line. I think Edmonton looked at it as this is something that can address uh, our, uh, uh, a lack of offense that we thought we weren't going to have to deal with. And, you know, there were some other teams that got in there. Tampa got in there. Uh, Washington got in there. Carolina got in there. Florida got in there. And I think Calgary was around there. I'm not sure how serious they were, but they were around it. But I I do think that Edmonton was always, if not the favorite, they were way up there. Like, there was a good chance once the Oilers showed their interest that – Kane was going to consider them very seriously, if not end up there. Things slowed down about two weeks ago, a week and a half, I guess, when the league made it clear that they were going to be doing an investigation into the crossing of the border and whether or not that was done legally. I think word started to filter out last weekend that it was likely that he would face no additional discipline, but nobody knew for sure. As you know now, and and Ken Holland did confirm this today, you guys were in Vancouver on Tuesday, so Monday night there was a dinner meeting between Holland, Tippett, and Kane, and then they had to, I heard earlier in the week, they had to, they, they also agreed on the contract. Now, I think there were some, I think there, like I heard there was some changes a bit last night, it's still accurate as reported, but the signing bonus was done just a little bit differently in terms of when it's coming. Um, but it's the same terms that were announced as of yesterday, and you know Edmonton made the deal. Now, you know I, I will say this: I, I think the NHL isn't thrilled. Um, you know, I, I, I think they, you know, look like. I mean, you heard the press conference today. Um, King comes with some red flags and question marks and i think the league is concerned about that kane obviously isn't concerned about that uh the oilers know what they're getting into and we are where we are i i get the sense that you know this is a city where there isn't really a lot of extra distraction around you know not that i you know, if he's past that, that's that's great. And and I think that at 30 years old, you know, and where he's at in his career, that this is generally, you know, he's trying to push forward and has done some work on that type of a thing. So, you know, in my estimation, Elliot, he joins a, a, a group in Edmonton that already is not trying to win popularity contests, certainly not with the media. They're trying to win hockey games. So, mm-hmm. you know, I look at that and think he kind of fits the mold from that standpoint in terms of just that, uh, you know, above all else, let's go and and get our nose down to the grindstone here for the next several months and, and be a part of the greater picture. So even though I'm not necessarily hearing as much accountability taken for some of the previous transgressions as I personally would have been okay with hearing, um, I get mm-hmm. the sense that despite that, this is the type of situation where there's going to be enough intrinsic motivation for the next step in his career to, you know, keep it between the lines and really maximize his time in orange and blue. Well, you know, I wasn't surprised about that press conference day about the fact that he refused to back down on some things. Like, that, that's a Vander Kane. You know, he's, he's aggressive um, in terms of, you know, the way he, he, he believes in himself. And, you know, he plays aggressively. He's a very confident person. 
He believes in himself a lot. Um, you know, he feels whether we agree with him or we don't, he feels that he has been improperly portrayed and he's not going to back down from that. And I know some people might have might have expected him to or hoped he would, you know, take more responsibility or admit to more things. That's who he is. Whether you like it or not, that's Evander Kane, and he is unapologetic about that. That is who he is. You know, I think Evander Kane's a really smart person. I think that he knows, you know, there have been times in the past, like, you know, athletes get to a situation, and I thought it was really interesting to hear him say today there have been plenty of players who've played for more than three teams, and this is his fourth. You know, I think Kane has to know that if this doesn't work, it's a big problem for him, a very big problem for him. Now, we don't know where his arbitration is going to go. I don't like to guess. You know, I, I know a lot of lawyers who tell me that guessing what arbitrators or judges are going to rule, you just never know. Sometimes it could come down to the, the, that morning they wake up and he or she's in a really bad mood and, uh-oh, look out. So, but in terms of his future in the NHL, he has to know that this has to go right. It has to go right. Because if it doesn't go right, then, you know, where's he going to be next year? It's, 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 it's very hard to see if this doesn't go well about where his future is going to be. And he, he knows that. He clearly knows that. Do you think that this could be considered a success as we chat with Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey on Rogers? If the scoring touch isn't necessarily there, but he's still able to to really, you know, provide a, a visual difference on this team, and I think that that would just be dragging them into the fight on more nights than there's nobody on this roster right now that would, you know, emotionally more often than not drag this team into the fight. That changes with Evander Kane here. So if he's not necessarily going to score, uh, maybe he is, but there's a lot of stuff coming in on the text line right now saying, is he going to be able to contribute right away because he hasn't been skating with the team uh, as recently as you would like. Uh, but, you know, I think what else he brings here, Elliot, could be equally as valuable as on the score sheet. Well, he'll, he'll show up in great condition. Like, he's always in great shape. Um, you're right, he hasn't skated for a while, and we'll see what that means. Um, but he's always in great condition. I don't think you ever really have to worry about that. You know, the thing about Kane is, in addition to the goals, he, from a purely on-ice point of view, he doesn't get enough credit for what a great four-checker he is. Um, you know, I, I've, I, I remember that just working games, I remember I did a game in Nashville once. It was Winnipeg at Nashville. And I, you know, talking to the, like, and that was when the Predators, I think, still had Suter and still had Weber and they had that great defense. And I remember they were just talking about how when Kane's on the ice, you know he's coming after you. And you know if you have to go back and try to win a battle for the puck, you're going to get a fight. And he's going to finish his check. And he's always, like, he, obviously the goals are what get the highlights and he can score. But what he does do is he can forecheck meanly. And he can, and he can win puck battles. And, you know, the regular host of this, this program, Brendan, the inferior host of this program, Bob Stoffer. Thank you. You know, he's always talking about how the Oilers need beef, right? Well, you know, he does that. He's a strong guy. And like I said, he's a, he's a really great four-checker, one of the best ones in the league at his best. And even if he doesn't score, 
if he brings that, he's going to make a significant impact for the Oilers. Uh, third in overall penalty minutes since Connor McDavid's inaugural season, if you want to rewind it that far. And he's averaging 20 minutes a night in that span. So uh, obviously contributes in all three facets of, of the game. And this team needs it nowhere more than five on five, as we know, but certainly getting the boost to the PK and, and the power play, just having another option on that power play, a big body too. You, you know, it's, it should really help right the ship. But the team, Elliot, I mean, there's, it's starting to balance itself out. Obviously, it's yeah. pretty hard in the moment to believe when you're you're mired in, in such a difficult slide like they were that, you know, eventually the bounces are going to start going their way. They did. We saw one pinball in off about three bodies last night. They find another mm-hmm. way to get it done in a shootout. So, you know, I think the Canes probably coming into this situation at a, at a positive time where things are starting to crescendo again. And, and maybe that helps speed the process of his uh, assimilation into the group up a little bit. Well, I mean, look, it's amazing where we were last Saturday to where we're going to be tomorrow when you guys play in Montreal. Like, last Saturday, your city was about to melt down. Like the, the fan base was really melting down. And get, make no mistake about it, the Oilers felt the pressure. They absolutely felt the pressure. They knew what was going on. They could, I mean, look, they're not blind. They could see what was happening. And they played, and, and you know, what happened was Koskinen finally gave them some saves. And he had a big week, and it was an important week for him. I still think they're looking. Uh, I still think they're looking for goaltending out there, uh, Brendan. You know, one of the things they've learned about Koskinen over the years is, you know, you, you, you have to give him a break. You can't, you know, now they're a bit stuck right now because he's the guy they trust the most. And you are getting a bit of a spread out schedule so that you can you can get away with that. But they know when you start riding him five, six, seven more games in a row, even when he's going well, it's just risky. And I still think they're looking. And even though they feel a lot better themselves this week than they did last week, uh, I, I still think a, a, another goalie option is, is on the table. So even with the, you know, I guess there's a lot of uncertainty around Alex Stalock, but with Kane's addition and the $2 million cap hit, it's, it's still going to have to be dollar in, dollar out, particularly yep. when Mike Smith gets healthy again, right? So, yep. uh, you know, is do you think that Stalock is a depth option within this franchise, or do you still think that there would be a market out there where Ken Holland would pursue a Corpusallo or someone of that nature? I, st- I still think he's looking out there. I do. I do. I, I heard the Corpus Salo ask was, was really high, too. Like, I, I wrote this week that uh, I, I wrote this week that Jones and, and, like, I think Holland was hoping to do that for a late-round pick, and Philly just said no. Um, I heard the Corpus Salo ask was pretty high, too, in terms of what the Oilers thought was right. Um, and by the way, I, I do think that the Oilers were also looking, and I wrote it this week too, I, I do think the Oilers were looking at Kevin Stanlon. Like if there had been a Columbus deal, I think he was probably coming to Edmonton too. So um, but we'll see where that all works out. But I just heard that the Oilers thought the ask for Corpusalo was also too high. So, you know, they, and that's one thing I've, I've really, I, I hear it over and over and over again. And Holland's also said it publicly. He is determined not to make a mistake trading for a goalie, like a first rounder or a high second rounder. And and he said it publicly. And on, on this one, his money's where his mouth is because I heard he said it privately to other teams too. 
I like it. I got a couple quick hitters for you. Let's talk goaltending sure. out of uh, the Blue Shirts organization because King Henrik Lundqvist has his number 30 uh, raised to the Raptors ahead of tonight's game. For your money, is he the best Rangers goaltender of all time or is that still maybe Mike Richter? Cool. What a tough question. Right? right? You, know, you know, like sometimes it's tough because it's a team game, right? And, you know, Richter won it. And, but, and they had a hell of a team. I, I don't think Lundqvist ever had a team as great as, as, as Richter did. I don't know. That, that's a tough question. I'll go with Lundqvist because it's his night. So since it's his night, I'm going with him. Uh, it sounds like the show's about to go to the dogs here. The Desert Dogs are talking about playing at ASU's 5,000-seat st uh, stadium. Is that, mm -hmm. is that legitimate? And, and, no, it's uh, legitimate. Like, what, what can you tell us? Like, that's a legitimate story. Craig Morgan got that uh, run before we did. We've been working on that story, and, and Craig got it done first. You know, credit to him. Um, I... Uh, it, that's legit. And I, I will say this. I, I've talked about it on the show with Jeff and on our podcast. I think it's possible that if the NHL does play there, that the attendance will even be lower than that because the building, will, the seating will have to be revamped a bit. Um, so it'll be, it'll be really interesting to see. Like, I do think that's legitimate. And I've had people tell me that if they play in Arizona next year, they're going to play there. And, you know, we'll see where it goes. Um, we probably will get a, a true idea in the second week of February because I think that's when the payments are due or the, the, they have to commit the money to because uh, Craig reported that I think they have to pay 15 to 20 million right to upgrade it. That's when that's got I think that the deadline's about then. but it's legit. They are thinking about it. I, I'll tell you this. I, I know the Players Association's not happy about it. Some of the players are not happy about it, obviously. Um, it's just a bad, it, like, you know what? It's, a player said to me, it looks like the OHL, and it, it, that in, or the WHL, I guess I should say, in Edmonton. And they, they just said, like, it's, they just don't think it's a, it's a good look for a league to do that. So I think it's legitimate, but we'll see where it goes. And the circus continues. Elliot, thanks, as always, for hopping on, man. We'll chat next week. What's that number for Stollery's? Four, five, six, seven, eight? Yeah, text Stollery to four, five, six, seven, eight. You betcha. Great cause. All right, speak to you later, Brennan. Appreciate it. Thanks, Elliot. That's Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey on Rogers. He joins us each week for uh, Mid-City Construction Management. Yes, it is Stollery Radiothon today. Remind you the number to call if you want to do so. 780-407-KIDS. 780-407-5437. You can make the one-time donation, $10, $15, $20. Or if you feel so inclined and you're able to, maybe turn that into a monthly donation. You know, it goes a very long way for the kids at the Stollery. You're going to hear another one of their stories coming up after the one o'clock news. Right now, we'll take a quick time out. It's Brendan Escott in for Bob Stoffer on Oilers Now. Donate to the Stollery Children's Hospital Foundation today. The 23rd Annual Chorus Radiothon on 630 Chad. Oilers Now with Brendan Escott. 
appreciate you tuning in. 45678. You can text Stollery to that number and make your donation uh, right through, well, all day, actually. The phone line's staying open until 7 o'clock, so you can uh, keep it locked on 630 Chad right through Reed Wilkins and Inside Sports later this evening. And they'll be giving you the final totals on all that sort of thing. Uh, I can remind you right now, it is a power hour. Uh, that's brought to you by CTL Canada. So they're, they're matching any donation up to $15,000. It's a power hour and a half, if you will. We're doing this up until 1.30 this afternoon. So you can call 780-407-KIDS and uh, make sure that your dollar gets even doubled. How does that sound? And it goes so far at the Stollery's. So uh, do what you can if you can. Let's get to NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. Company branded apparel, products, and awards all created in-house. Shop local at Elite Promotional promomarketing.com just five games around the NHL tonight no Canadian content to speak of so it'll be busy tomorrow you know we've got the all Canadian matchup for you tomorrow afternoon on 6:30 Chad the Oilers beginning that three game road swing against the Canadians in Montreal 3:30 face off show 5 o'clock puck drop and oh yeah no practices in but it sounds like Evander Kane is expected to suit up on this trip you heard me mention in this last half hour the Rangers are raising Henrik Lundqvist, number 30, to the Raptors tonight. The one-time uh, Vesna winner, uh, he played over 880 games, posting a 918 career save percentage. Bakersfield Condors in Tucson taking on the Roadrunners. They've got a doubleheader tonight and tomorrow. And the Oil Kings have three games left in this five-game homestand, hoping to rebound from a tough 8-1 loss this weekend. They host Swift Current tonight. Let, oh, hang on. Swift Current tomorrow and uh, Lethbridge on Sunday. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. We'll be back with uh, another story from the Stollery for Chorus Radiothon Day, as well as Mark Spector for the horses, horse racing Alberta, and then you. Lots of opinion on Evander Kane. Brendan Escott in today on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.